All right, guys, big sports episode of the Nordies podcast. The Minnesota Vikings almost have an epic collapse, but they didn't. Uh, Champions League draw, Timberwolves wild, and the surprising Golden Gopher basketball team. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing well, man. I'm good. How are you, bro? You know, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. We had a great Nordy Noms episode of uh, the podcast earlier this week, so go check that out and uh, tell us what you think about our Nordy nominations. Uh, and They're we... all fire, by the way. They're fire. They're fire. And what, in... I don't know, three weeks or something like that, we'll, we'll uh, announce winners. Post-Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the episode after Christmas is the one we're going to break it down and uh, award out some, what, are the, maybe the most prestigious award you can win, just period? That's yeah. It. It's, I mean, it's from like the Nobel, hottest Nobel Prize podcast. is their Pulitzer, obviously, Oscar, uh, and Nordy, just kind of all in the same conversation. Yeah, yeah. Sexiest Man Alive and Nordy's are probably the two most important awards. Yep. Um, so just the sports ones, just uh, refresh you guys after you listen to our episode earlier this week. Athlete of the Year in Minnesota, we had Carl Anthony Towns, Emmanuel Reynoso. Um, what's his name? Polanco. Jorge Polanco? Jorge. Jorge Polanco, Anthony Edwards, Justin Jefferson, and Kirill Kaprizov. As it comes to our Rookie of the Year here in the state, we had the actual Rookie of the Year, Kaprizov, and the Should Have Been Rookie of the Year, Anthony Edwards, and our Minnesota Sports Team of the Year, we are ashamed to announce it will be between the Minnesota Wild and the Minnesota Golden Gophers football team. Kind of sad. That's kind of sad. A lot of fun players here, but not a lot of success. They're young, though. That's what that's what we care about. They're young. They're exciting. We got them for a while. We, we do, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, let's get after it. What are we drinking today, guys? Oh, boy. A little fresh hop action. I was unprepared. Well, now um, you are. So we're still at Indeed. We haven't had Indeed for a while because, yeah. frankly, they haven't put out a lot of new stuff. Right. Um, not our problem. But this is their Taiga IPA. They've done this before in the past. This is their Fresh Hop IPA. Um, can is really cool, and it's very delicious beer. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, think, I think the other one was better. Yeah, but maybe this is a little still bit. pretty good. Yep, I like this one though. And uh, before we dive into some red hot sports takes, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. And now that Jimbo's uh, completely blown up our Instagram account, uh, you need to get in there as one of the OGs before we forget about you, and we can't even like pay attention because yeah. there's too many likes. Whole, dude, like half our audience is our original audience, which I hope you're a part of, and they're like probably from Minnesota, and they're probably between the ages of 25 to 45, and they probably watch the same stuff. And the now the other half, which is our new half, are like 17-year-old TikTok users. K-pop fans. They're K-pop fans. I don't know how it happened, but uh, the whole dynamic has changed. So, What's um, a K-pop? <laughs> exactly. I think you can get those at Starbucks in the mornings, welcome. I think. Welcome. Welcome. Um, we welcome you. We welcome you all. And I hope that some of the people that are following, you know, see the stuff for the podcast and start uh, start listening. So, uh, yeah, it, it's all fun. It's all good. But, um, yeah, DM me anytime and I'll respond regardless, I promise. All right. Uh, we'll start with some college football talk here since we did just nominate the Golden Gopher football team as 
as our team of the year. Lots to like in uh, the world of football. And uh, what we need to talk about is definitely that Bryce Young, the quarterback of the Alabama Crimson Tide and future Vikings starting quarterback, won the Heisman. <laughs> whoa. Ooh, whoa, like whoa, 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 like whoa, whoa. Can I just tell you guys my plan? What a hot take. Can I tell you guys my plan? Okay. Um, this would not be popular at all, like not at all popular, but I do want to tell you guys um, why I think this, this is what we should do and why it would be a great idea. You're trading Anthony Edwards. Yeah. For <laughs> and Carrill, <laughs> yeah. what 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 I want to do is I want to um, trade our first round pick this year for a future first, right? So, okay. a, 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 a so kind we're going to have a ten to fourteen right in there, maybe. Yeah, so we'll be somewhere in the middle of the draft, depending on what happens the rest of the way. And kind of a popular trade in the past has been something like a first round pick for a second round pick that year and a future first. So you're kind of overpaying to get back up into the first round. Yeah. From your second round pick, um, so it's happened quite a few times. If I'm the if I'm the Vikings, I'm heavily pushing for that trade. Go find a good team, even, and say, "Hey, you want one more first round pick? You think you're one pick away? Give us next year's first and a good pick in this year's draft. That's not a first, and you have a deal. And then that would mean you'd go into next year having two first round picks in the draft that will have Bryce Young, Heisman winner from Alabama, C.J. Stroud, Heisman hopeful from uh, Ohio, Ohio State, State, and Anthony Richardson, the big athletic freak from Florida." as your quarterback. So we should be much better than any quarterback in this year's draft. You'd have two firsts and whatever other picks to go up and go get your franchise quarterback. You'd at least have some of the ammo to get yourself there. And uh, you'd have one last year of Kirk here um, where you could go for it and still be a good team, knowing you had some good future draft capital to go, go make that move after this year. So that's what I'm doing. It wouldn't be popular. Everyone would be like, oh my God, we traded away our first round pick for a future first round pick. But in reality, that's the draft you want to be in for quarterbacks, and that's when we're going to want a quarterback. Well, and the, the first round pick this coming summer yeah. will be the most expensive rookie on the roster that we have. Mm-hmm. And given that Cousins is taking up a billion dollars of the, the yep. salary cap, uh, assuming he doesn't restructure, um, it'd be good to get that whatever million and a half or yeah. 900000 whatever he would make, depending on where the pick is. Um, off the books and once Kirk's salary clears then you can have two first round picks and pay them well absolutely so I, I'm all about that and I also would be offering Kirk for a future 2023 first as well um, we rip Kirk a lot and everyone does but I do think um, there's 15 teams that would yeah, take him instantaneously there's a lot of yep. teams yep. who would be very thankful to have him as their quarterback so yep. I'm not saying someone would take that but I would be saying if you want Kirk from us you're gonna have to give us a a 2023 first round pick for him and I would just bring in Gardner Minshew for a year to like be exciting if Rick Spielman doesn't have John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan as his like number one speed dial for like the Kirk Cousins mm-hmm trade-a-thon potentially potential trade-a-thon then he should be fired yeah so that's what i'm all about i think that's what we should do bryce young hopefully future minnesota viking kid is electric and then another thing that happened was that the uh, ncaa already changed the quarterback fake slide rule um pickett the quarterback from uh pit pit ran like a 65 yard touchdown where he did a fake slide and at about yard number 30 was (laughs) like "Eh, no and then so then you know when you get the defense kind of like backs off yeah. Um. And then he hops back up. So, I mean, pretty tricky. It was a cool play. And he goes all the way for a long touchdown. Everyone kind of cried foul, even though it was a cool play. Um. I agree that this is some bullshit. You either get the protection or you don't. Yeah. And yeah. like, I saw one a couple. Taking advantage a little bit. Yeah. I saw one. I don't remember who it was. It might have been Matt Ryan last year. He did this thing where he was running towards out of bounds and he slowed up 
And then at the last second, he turned up field and ran by a guy for like an extra five or six yards. Mm. And that guy was letting him run out of bounds because he wasn't going to hurt Matt Ryan or take a dumb penalty that he would have obviously gotten if he like touched him. old ass Matt Ryan. And then Matt Ryan cut it up inside and got extra yards. And the guy was like, fuck you. Next time I'm blowing you Next up. Next time I'm going to take your head off, and... then I'll get in trouble. So yeah. to me, the quarterbacks want protection and the league wants protection. And by the way, I want quarterbacks to be protected. Like, I think if there are like three bullshit calls against quarterbacks or, or defenseless players in a game, the system is probably doing its job because... What we don't want is to watch dudes' lives change forever, and we don't want to watch teams that have backup quarterbacks. Those are the things we we're need. We're not here for the backup QBs. I'm not. I hate backup quarterbacks. Especially if they're playing the Vikings. I hate well, backup we're quarterbacks. Not, yeah, we're not here for the Sean Mannions, <laughs> for the Cooper Rushes. Like, people want to see Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, you know, duke it out. Yeah. And so, to me, you know, I think it's for the better that these rules go away because I want quarterbacks protected, but they can't take advantage of that rule then. Yeah, so they specifically made it like if you, you know, initiate a slide, you're considered down, uh, you know, at the t- at the place you initiated it, whatever. So it makes sense. Well, and then if you fake it, then you're penalized, too. So, oh, is it? Yeah, I think, I think yeah, you get you're considered down and then you get a penalty right. you know, pat beyond that or whatever. OK, and then uh, finally, guys, there was some real drama with the Champions League draw. Oh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy. So their rigging system like blew it or something. It's like the the freezer went out and they couldn't make the envelopes cold enough or something. Well, they tried to rig it. It didn't work. That's my guess. But I guess for for Chelsea, it didn't matter. You literally drew the same. I think team for again. most of the teams, it didn't matter. I think everyone kind of drew very similarly. PSG and Real Madrid are probably not fucking not happy. very happy. We had yeah. Salzburg and then we got Inter, and I think there it's about the same. I'd probably rather have Inter. Uh, actually, Salzburg is no, worse. Than yeah, Inter. Salzburg is way worse. Yeah, yeah, but we got way Inter's worse. number. Um, you'd run over either of them. But yeah. so here's your draw. Um, when they redrew it, which is just bizarre, um, you have FC Salzburg from Austria versus Bayern Munich. Is uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, wait, hold on. Yeah, no, that is the right one. Right. Um, they originally drew Liverpool. Yeah. Then you have uh, Sporting versus Man City. Man City is licking their chops at that one. Portugal Sporting versus Man City. You have and Sporting. It's Lisbon. Right? Yeah. yeah. Benfica versus Ajax. Um, gonna get run over. Just not much talent in that game. I actually should win that. Chelsea gets Lille from France. Fun might players be, might be going. Yeah, you might be That's going. Insane, dude. I so might hope be you do. going. Um, I can't get you to go to a fucking Lakers game, Lakers Timberwolves, but you're going to France. Enjoy. I'm happy for you. Lille. It's a little different, I think. <laughs> Lille is fun. They don't have nearly the firepower to beat Chelsea, but they do have Jonathan David, the French striker, who is really exciting right now. So should be enough talent and a well enough coach team to hopefully give Chelsea some fight, but it shouldn't be enough. Uh, one of your big matchups, Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United should be a good one. Mm-hmm. You have Villarreal from Spain versus Turin's Juventus. You have Inter Milan versus Liverpool. And then your absolute prime time matchup PSG Paris Saint-Germain versus Real Madrid Mbappe's good. team versus Mbappe's future team The good news is one of those teams is gone um, Yeah yeah and news. one other thing to call out for all the the big time um football European football fans the away goals rule has been abolished It has for 2022 yeah. 
to interesting UEFA Champions I, League knockout stage. I wouldn't know because my team isn't even in the vicinity of uh, any UEFA. Oh, well, they're in the vicinity now. Uh, yeah, for now. Yeah, okay, um, for now. You're right. But uh, yeah, I do. I do think that's good. The way goals rule is actually really stupid. So it's just going to be if it's tied on ag- if it's tied on aggregate, then it's uh, extra time and penalties. <clears throat> I don't think penalties is any better necessarily than the away goals rule. Uh, but hopefully extra time in most of the situa- situations will decide it. I just think like you want, like you played hard, you won your, you know, Liverpool won every game in their group stage, right? right? Yeah. So Liverpool earned having home in the second leg, but then that home in the second leg harms them if they give up a goal there. Right. I think it's stupid. And I, I just think like a goal is a goal either place. You're playing home and away. Away goals don't need to matter anymore. Um I think more extra time is fun. More penalties might not be. But well, and I, I, I agree with the, I think the implementation of the rule. Well, I guess it's been around since like the late sixties, but it was to avoid like running the players into the ground. But now UEFA doesn't care about that because they're in like 19 competitions and they're playing 86 matches a year. Yeah. And they have like three weeks off for summertime. So, yeah, right. Um, Most I, boring three weeks of the year. I think it's cool because you, you do get a tournament that three weeks, dude, you get free, soccer at the end yeah. you know like i think you get you just get some some little it's like extra innings in baseball you know you get some free stuff and and hopefully that decides it we don't have to go to stupid penalties but yeah say la vie. all right so let's talk about the minnesota vikings having an almost epic collapse almost legendary collapse. Uh, we were on the cusp and you know it's not the fact that we won that's not even the story no, story is that we almost lost. No team in NFL history has ever lost a 28-point lead in the regular season. One time, a team lost a 32-point lead in the postseason. That was the Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers to Buffalo the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Yeah. To the Frank Reich-led yeah. mm. Buffalo Bills. Yep. So that's the only time there was a bigger lead than what we almost blew. Um, 28 points has never happened Oh, no, it was the, the Eagles. Season. I think it was the Eagles. No, it was definitely Buffalo and... And Houston? And Houston. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um. And so I think it was Jim Kelly Bills versus Frank Reich. No, Frank Reich was the backup for the Bills. Jim oh, Kelly was out. Oh, okay. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we were up by 29 points, and we did everything in our power to ruin it. Let's talk about a few of the good. The good was definitely um, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, coming off an injury, kind of a surprise player, ran for 205 yards. It was absolutely magical out there he was running through holes by the way i did think about it. i was at the game and i thought about you guys i thought you know what if there was a game that i would have good stats in it was this one i would have ran for 45 yards in this game you think so some of the holes that yeah, they were pretty big was running through yeah i could have gotten through and instead of getting 40 yards i would have gotten eight and <laughs> <laughs> saying he would have got eight yards I well, think that's preposterous <clears throat> there was probably like five runs where he got foot tackled by the last man yes like the the last strong safety or free safety that you know was available to come make a play otherwise he's gone okay so i do want you guys to know this though this also includes the idea that i fully have a grasp on the playbook like i'm not just out there just yeah free we assume, balling. We assume that. like i know the plays like as well as any nfl player does yeah and i'm going out there i know exactly what hold to hit i know the timing but i have my current athleticism delvin ran for 205 the holes were so big and the steelers rush defense was so bad i'm gonna say i go for 42 wrong you still go for eight because you can't handle getting <laughs> tackled one time true you true. go for eight 
I think I'd have to like go down. I'd have to like give myself up and hope they didn't fake slide. Fake slide it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For you, I think they might actually allow. You know what Eric would do? He'd do like, he'd get through the hole and he'd like try to pump fake (laughs) the DBs with a pass (laughs) to try to get him to jump all time. Five yards off the line of scrimmage. (laughs) So this game was crazy too because Kirk Cousins, I thought, played his worst game of the year. Um, he was pretty bad. He missed Justin Jefferson. Jefferson could have had four touchdowns oh, in the first man. half. You know what's yeah. crazy is like watching it live, or sorry, watching it on TV when when you get the benefit of some of that slow mo. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you didn't get as much of it in the stadium. Um, the throws were like off by like inches. Like they weren't horrible throws. The like the first one that Jefferson tried to like one hand, I thought he probably should have got had that one. I thought it might have been on him. Dude, it was so it was so borderline that yeah. it was it was just out of his reach. And it's like, well, why didn't he dive? Like, well, maybe he's faster, like staying upright, yeah. you know, and that type of thing. So and then there was a couple other ones. Yeah, the touchdown that was kind of high and he tried to go up is a little over and just then, just barely. And then you had the weird crossing route that he was literally alone. And Cousins floated and it Cousins just a little too far. Floated over him. He tried to go up in one. Well, I think, it. and I think on that it was a little weird because uh, Jefferson came flat, and I mm-hmm. think Cousins was expecting him maybe to go a little bit more towards the pylon. Um, so that was maybe just like a slight miscommunication uh, between them. I don't think Cousins was that off with Jefferson, but you're right. There, there, there could have easily been four touchdown passes to Justin Jefferson. It's just Je- Cousins on a day that we put up 36 points against the Steelers' defense was 14 of 31. For 216 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, and a QBR of 22.6. Oof. Yeah, that's so that pretty, means bad. Out that's of pretty a bad. Thousand games, he would have been the 226th. I guess 220 goes. It's the opposite of that. Yeah, like the, a thousand the, would the be worst. the best, yeah. and 226 would be like low. Lower. Okay, okay, I yeah. got it. So, oh, interesting. So you had 100 QBR. You played the best game out of 100 quarterback or thousand quarterback games. Okay. And so he was in the 22.6, 22nd percentile. Like, yeah, God, not good. Uh, Right where I was for my but then ACT why can you math have a, Why can you have a 126 <laughs> So that's QB- different, that's different than a quarterback rating. So QBR oh. is a... And I'm not saying QBR is the best stat, but it's ESPN's It's like a simulation quarterback kind of rating yeah. All right, cute, thing. Cool, cool. And so they go with that. And so it wasn't very good. Um, the defense did everything in their power to absolutely fuck this game. Um, Big Ben, who is completely and totally washed... Washed. ...was an absolute beast in the second half. Yeah. Scored multiple touchdowns in a row... We were turning the ball over. We kept letting him back in the game. It was the same old soft bullshit coverage. It was getting worse and worse and worse as we were going. Um, it comes down to the very end of the game. Kirk gave us a little breathing room with a long, beautiful ball to um, Osborne uh, for like a sixty-plus yard touchdown. It was cool. And then yeah, that comes, was a that was a bomb. That was a big boy bomb. Comes down to the end. It's another long drive, just like the week before with with Detroit. And uh, they go all the way down the field. They get the ball to the 11-yard line. And they throw the ball into the end zone on the last play. And Fryermuth, the tight end, had it, I'd say, in both hands. And it kind of, he gets hit and jarred. The ball jars loose. He kind of bobbles it and can't get a hold of it again. And that was... Uh, no, Harry came in and punched it. Yeah, but like... Yeah. He, he, but he kind of hit... It hits him and he then just he, hits his he arm. reaches out. He reaches back out for the ball. Yeah. The last replay that I saw showed Harrison Smith coming from behind and punching at the ball while he still kind of had control of it. Yeah, no, no. He definitely hits yeah. it out. But like it's close enough that he tried to re-catch the ball. Oh, It's oh, just oh, out yeah. of his fingertips. Yeah. He just can't get it. It falls incomplete. The Vikings win. This felt like a fucking loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did. It didn't feel good. Like At the end of the game, I was just like, oh, I'm so glad we weren't historically shitty. In texting with some other friends, they were what? like... Yeah, I know. 
Oh my god! I'm going Don't to the Lakers game with them in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Bringing him to France. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it's one of those things where they're like, "Oh, give me all of the Pittsburgh points," like because Vikings were favored by like three and a half, I think. Yeah. And everyone's like, "I will take Pittsburgh plus three all day, every day." And I was like, "I wouldn't," and you know why? This the Vikings are stupid enough that this is a game they should lose and continue losing to try and get a better draft pick but they're stupid enough that they're going to come out and play really well and potentially win the game. And they were like... That's exactly what they did for yes. the first half. I would, I would even win, argue but... for the first uh, first half and then like half of the third quarter. Yeah. And then everything just fell apart. It was like the Steelers went to playing just like... Fuck, man, it, fuck it offense. They played, but I'm saying on defense, they played oh. man-free in the second half and Cousins couldn't make them pay. They literally were just like... We're going to play man-free on every play. We're going to fucking stack the box. Delvin will not kill us anymore. Yeah. Kirk beat us. And Kirk has done that all year. And he had these looks. He had the best single coverage receiver in the NFL. And we threw the ball to him like once in the second half. Like yeah. It was just bizarre. So it was a weird game. Uh, it it was like almost hard to watch because like I, I could just feel like Zimmer's anxiety. Like I was just like Zimmer knows if they score here, he's gonna lose his job. They're gonna have to fire him. How awkward is it every time they show him and his like hands are shaking uh, really badly? I know, you know, I don't like it. And it reminds me, like I told you, I've told this so many times on here. It reminds me of the most toxic moment I've ever been at in anything in my life when the entire Metrodome was chanting "Fire, Childress!" And with like with such anger and vitriol that I was like. If a fan ran on the field and killed them right now, I think the crowd would cheer. Like that's how ugly it felt. It looked like it was going to be like a mob, like yes. a mob uprising. I thought that's... you were going to say you were in Philadelphia when they were booing Michael Irvin, like breaking his neck, or oh, they were cheering yeah. and clapping Michael Irvin breaking his neck. That, that shit's toxic. So yeah, I don't that's know. that's right on brand for Philly fans. It is. It yeah, doesn't, it doesn't feel good though right now um, with the team. I never know something. What was the broken. mood in the stadium? Was it like drunk as? Fuck, drunkest was just, fucking crowd I've ever been. Part really? Of. Was it was it Steelers fans or was it the Vikings? It fans? was a lot of like good Steeler fans there, and a bunch of really loud, really drunk, really rowdy Vikings fans that don't usually go to Vikings. I was games. gonna say so that means that a lot of people sold their tickets. Yes, yeah, and it was oh. just a hammered crowd, and they these they, they had these like cardstock things, and everyone was making them into paper airplanes, and, and the them. entire second half was just paper airplanes <laughs> raining down from the upper deck. I kind of like whole that. Time. It was rowdy. Um, we saw a guy who was sitting in front of us who was so hammered, he spent the entire game um, making um, fake, like, smoking a joint symbols with his hand, <laughs> and then would turn around and flip off the Steelers fans and say, fuck you and he was so drunk that at the end of the game he was trying to celebrate and he fell, fell off the edge of the stadium over the seats face first and scorpioned oh, onto the cement and my brother was like dude you, that was the highlight of the game you bro. need to mix in a water my guy we had a woman who who sits in front of us he's like dude they're eight dollars yeah <laughs> them. beer's four yeah, yeah right hey there, there's a woman who sits in front of us and i'm sure she listens to the pods this is going to be so awkward when oh, i see her next okay yeah yeah but she's like an old woman who i think owns eight tickets and she sells them all, but sometimes she goes, I believe, by herself. Okay. Hammered, most fucking hammered person ever, and also the most the like, old woman. Yes, more hammered than the scorpion dude. Most hammered person I've ever seen in my life. Every time I've ever seen her. Okay. And all she tries to do is touch men. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, my brother, my father, What's any her person. Name? 
Don't know. You got her on Facebook? <laughs> she's like 55 years old, hammered out of her mind. Okay, she's not at that point, old, right? Yeah, I, was I, was thinking, thinking, like, I was thinking 70. <laughs> at 55 point, sounds pretty good. At one point, she <laughs> fell over this time and braced herself on the head of a guy <laughs> in front of her. At one point, she had a horrible... Dude, I can picture this woman already. I've she, seen this girl at the bar. She grabs yeah. everyone's hands, and like, if you put your hand up and let her grab it, she'll lock fingers with you. Yeah, you do the high five, and, and like, she goes for the grab. I don't like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. She's touching everyone in the whole stadium. Anyone who is near her is How much do your touched. seats go for? <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> and, and, and she... She this time got a horrible bloody nose oh. no. and was bleeding everywhere and was trying to stop it with a mask. <laughs> oh, no. It was disgusting. That's a shit that show. That was the game. She's like, yes. Like, what is that? Am I bleeding? Like, ma'am, you're <laughs> spraying AIDS everywhere. Oh, my God. Dude, it was a lot. So, yeah, that oh, was it. The game. What happened? There on Thursday night. It was like pandemonium. I mean, yeah. that's like Lord so of the fucking, fucking Flies. Dude. Thirsty Thursday. It was. Like, I, I was like out of place there. So wow. we're um, never getting a Thursday home game yeah. for years now. We're always going to be on the road moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, the Vikings are six and seven. <laughs> They're the eighth seed out of uh, possible seven playoff seeds. Oh. It's crazy that we're still in the mix. Um, I think we still have like a is there four 40... or five teams that have the same record as us. It's yeah, like... we have a, we're one game out and we have a forty percent chance of making the playoffs. So Crazy. for how shitty of a year it is, like we're kind of right there still. That's annoying. It's annoying. I just it's annoying. I wanted that wall to hit where you're like, okay, now I can relax yeah. and sort of just cheer for like an entertaining game that we mm-hmm. lose. Yeah, yeah. But I still got to keep cheering for wins, and it's kind of confusing. It is. So that's frustrating. I'm not cheering for wins for the rest. It's record. like how Eric feels about the 55-year-old woman. He's like just kind of confused, you know? He's, <laughs> certain things are Shows happening. Shows up every once in a while. Doesn't yeah. know what to think, yeah. She grabbed my hand one time. I felt something. I something move. All right, okay. so let's move on to the T-Wolves, who got back on track slightly this week after yeah. a horrible losing streak. Bad. They finally got D'Lo back, and he has been an absolute difference maker. Ant hasn't seemed the same since he got sick. Towns is his normal inconsistent self, even though he puts up twenty four a night. I, what do you mean? It sounds pretty consistent to me. He, he's, he's he just still great. Do, does bonehead shit is yeah. the problem. Yeah. Um. Overall, I mean, this team is kind of who we we thought they were. Yeah. Um. But they have the ability, at least, to kind of like go off and compete and win in in certain games. Um. How are we feeling about the Wolves at this point? I w- I'll I'll let Jimbo go. I got a couple yeah, quick yeah. questions. Um. I I was just confused at like some of the lineup choices. By uh, Coach Finch. Finch. It, it just seemed bizarre. Like, Okogi was getting, like, a lot of play and playing well defensively. They're not asking him to do too much on offense. Yeah, he can't do much on offense. So. But, like, the team seemed to be having, like, pretty good success. And then, like, he can't sniff the court anymore. Yeah. And, like, the last week, D'Lo goes well, down. Anytime Vanderbilt's out, then you're going to get... And, and Beverly was out. So you're going to see more Okogi then. But I thought Okogi like made it seem like he deserved some time on the court. Yeah. Not a not a D not DNP coach's decision like kind of player. Um I, I don't know. And then I hate to say it, remember how much we were shitting on D at the beginning of the season and now he seems to be kind of like the impetus like maybe just, part of the engine. The, here's one of the big problems with the team is that he runs our offense. And he's one of the only people that's like, when things aren't going great on offense, he's still at least not afraid to, to shoot. You can um, microwave it up a little bit. Yeah. And so, like, 
at least he has the confidence to make some buckets towards the end of the game. And, you know, it doesn't seem like Towns does, who had, like, late turnovers last night. Yeah. And we won anyways, but uh, it wasn't really because of Towns. He did have a nice bucket towards the end. But, um, yeah, the problem is, is that we rely on D'Lo, and he's just not that good. I mean, he seems amazing because you watch the last, you know, two minutes of a game where we win, um, and he, you know, makes most of the buckets. And you're like, okay. Um, but he doesn't do that consistently. He's like 38% from the field. Like that's not very good. Maybe he's a better um, like pro than we give him credit, credit for. Yeah, I right? think he is. I think he has a little bit more, you know, basketball IQ. Yeah. So I was gonna say, he, like understanding um, what coach is asking him to do and like making yeah, sure that he, he's in the right position. He calms the game down a little bit, I think. And like almost to a lethargic the, pace a little bit. Yeah, at times. yeah. Like it's like, you know, our possessions towards the end without him are just frantic and we just end up like jacking up a really bad you know three-point shot that's that's covered um so yeah i mean when we were one like six straight i was like i i promised myself and everyone listening that i would not be disappointed when they dropped five straight or whatever it was and that's yeah. i think they lost four of five yep and yeah they won one a, the game they really needed to win against an identical record blazers yeah. team literally we're the same tied team. for 10th yeah. now like we're at ninth and they're at 11th that's how close it is so we need to win those games against average teams in the west um glad we did uh we're gonna play the lakers on friday that's another huge Should one be because they're literally <laughs> another right, average like the team in the west yeah which is crazy but they are um lebron's goggles the Le- goggles the Le- goggles who cares uh you know so yeah, the team is just like there is some talent there, um, but they're really inconsistent. They're young, and we're not deep at all. So when D'Lo, who is about an average NBA player, goes out, we struggle. I don't know, man. We, like they played ten guys last night, like decent minutes. Palmero's like getting more run against a bad team that played really poorly. Okay, fair enough. But I'm just saying, like he there there are guys that could eat up minutes i'm not saying they're good but i'm saying that they're serviceable as a second unit player yeah um i think you have pegged this team from day one of what they are they yeah. are a 500 to slightly below 500 team and that might still make the playoffs that might make the playoffs record, yeah. but that's where they're going to hover all season barring some you know miracle trade or something like that that happens right um this team is just I mean, dude, I was thinking the same thing after the six six game win streak. Was like, dude, this team might mm-hmm. make a run, and then reality set in yeah. when D'Lo was out for three games, and I was like, we couldn't do anything. Like we were get, we were getting beat <laughs> oh, by thirty points ugly, by ugly average team, not good teams. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to be up and down. I think they're still super fun to watch, so I will continue to. But they can be frustrating as hell as well. So you know, I'm I guess no reason to not stick with my like seven to nine seed guess about 500 record let's yeah, see what happens i think that's right i mean it's like the kevin love wolves or we like, need to right start winning games to even get to that point at this point so yeah we'll fair see. enough okay so uh eric what's your, what's your take the wolves are who we thought they were like a contender I mean, if you're to not get in gonna the, do it like danny green then don't to don't get in the <laughs> to get in the playing game i mean that's what their ceiling is probably this year right um they're just like if you team, want to crown them they crown their ass. <laughs> it's just a team that still doesn't know how to win games. They just don't have any history of doing it. Um, Towns has never won a big game in the pros. Um, D'Lo is not a winning player. Do you guys know that never- Duncan, Tim Duncan, has won more games than the t- entire Timberwolves franchise? 
Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, just like we've been He's so... He's won like 1,024 and we've won like 960 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, just as an organization, we were, have been just so Gross. crazy. Yeah. And he's been retired for five years. And yeah. we were a franchise before he started playing for, for many like, years. For like 10 years. Yeah. So yeah, anyways. that's sickening. Yeah. Um, it's just a team that doesn't know how to win. And that's okay. It's going to take a while. Um, they try to bring in some vets with like Pat Bev and... I think it helped a little bit. Helped maybe a little bit. It's just like... They they need maybe a vet who's like one of their like for sure star players. We need Pat maybe. Beverly from five years ago. Yeah, yeah, we he would a, be ideal. Yeah, we just need another point guard, like a good point guard. We just don't have a backup point guard at all. So if Delo's not out there, we can't run an offense at all. So I don't know. Um, the Wild were number one in the uh, league for a brief period of time. They've lost two in a row. That's coming off of winning eight in a row. Um, this is a really good team. I, I I know we've talked about it a lot, so we'll be quick with it. Um, but I still find them to be like the most appointment viewing thing in Minnesota right now. And they're like the team that I'm the most upset when they lose um, a game. And I think that's like a great sign for them. And uh, yeah, I mean, just tons of scoring coming from Felino and, you know, uh, with Hartman and Erickson Eck and all these guys who are kind of grinder pieces on this team that have been just awesome all year. Even they, Greenway's kind of getting into the scoring. They too. get Jared Spurgeon back from injury. Captain. We yeah. got to... We gotta, okay, I don't watch... I, I try to watch. I'm trying to watch more. I look at scores a lot. But does it seem like we only ever win games if we score like four goals, though? I mean, like well, four or six? The, the we problem, are the highest scoring team in the NHL. Yeah, and, the but highest, we need to be because we let in like four Our goaltending is a problem. It's a problem. It's been a problem all season. Capo Kakinen was supposed to take a step forward. He's not very good. So no. Cam Talbot's having to play more than he should have to. Um, and so when you see him have a bad game, it's probably because he's a little bit overworked at this point in time. Yeah. They're just not, they're, they're a few pieces away, but I think that... Like, and that would be a piece to go get. Yeah. But a goalie in a center is... But teams are not willing to let go of like good goaltenders unless they're in like a complete rebuild. And then we're going to get a guy for like maybe one to two seasons. You're going to have to go get mm. a vet. Yeah. A vet like a guy. Carey Price type yeah. player. You're but have to I didn't even get one of the vet goalies out there who like can be had who maybe his best days are behind him, but he's still got some damn good days and some good experience. Well, like Jonathan Quick is a perfect example. I'm not saying yeah. we would go get him, but uh, he was he like turned on the like 2014 rejuvenation machine of like when they won the Stanley Cup and he was making saves like, oh my gosh, it was he was playing unbelievably well. So so let's move on to a team, though, that has been a pleasant surprise, even more than the Wild. That's our Minnesota Golden Gopher basketball team with brand-new coach Ben Johnson and pretty much a brand-new lineup of players led by uh, Robbinsdale's own Jamison Battle, who transferred in from uh, George Washington University in D.C. He's averaging 19 points a game. He took over against Michigan and is going to be one of the better players in the Big Ten this year. Um, Peyton Willis has been awesome. Peyton EJ, Willis has been really good. EJ Stevens has been good. Um, it's just a brand new roster. Thirty-two of all year old, guys. thirty-two year old Eric Curry Eric still Curry. hanging around the program. <laughs> Irondale shirt, High School's own purple shirt, blue Sean, shirt. <laughs> you don't got a shirt for him. Irondale High School's own Sean Sutherland. Oh, yeah. He's okay, on the team. I'll he's pay like attention the, to that. He's like the sixth man. Um, he's, yeah. he's first off. Yeah, yeah first so off the bench. They first have the been boss. so much better than anyone could have imagined at this point. I think they, they were picked to finish second to last in the Big Ten. Um, they still could. They still could. But they're just so much better. Uh, ben Johnson is like one of the hot names in coaching already after just a few games here. I think they've played nine games, and he's already being talked about like, if this year goes well, he could be one of the names for all the really big teams. For Duke. 
Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know if that he's ready for that, but I do think he's like two weeks of good wins away from the Gophers being like, what about a buyout clause? Yeah. Would you like to double your salary? Remember I mean, that thing we did with Coach Fleck? Can we yeah. have you talk to his agent? So I will say this, though. I, I do think that we should be pleased with the Gophers' um, athletic department and uh, Coyle. Is Mark the, Coyle. Mark no. Coyle's the AD. Yeah. I think he's doing a good job, to be honest with you. Um, this was a, this seemed like a sketchy cheap hire, and instead it looks like one of the best hires in the country. Like, and, wish you would have done it a couple years ago. Hires, yeah, you know? yeah. It's like everyone was kind of like, oh, they went with the cheap guy, Ben Johnson. And it's just like, no, they went with the right guy, Ben Johnson. And it looks like a really savvy, smart move from a team or a university that hasn't always made those moves. Well, and then think about what this does for next season, right? Let's just mm-hmm. say that we have like a modicum of success, maybe make the tournament, maybe win a game in the tournament. Now all of a sudden um, in his first season, recruiting becomes a little bit easier. And he's supposed to be like a master recruiter. Very good recruiter. supposed to be like his best thing. So maybe all of these guys that like end up going to Illinois or Wisconsin or Ohio state or Or whatever, or Gonzaga, we can keep them in state. Finally, like give them a phone call, Richard. Like maybe you could call the best player in the state of Minnesota. It's been kind of a problem that I'm not saying that we're going to ever get the Jalen Suggses and the and the. Um, but you never know. Chad Holmgrens. You but never like, know. You need to start landing some Minnesota recruits, and we all you need to do is land one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you might you'll you may and then if you build on the success, you land one. You build on the success, and then all of a sudden it's going to continue to snowball. I just hope yeah. Ben Johnson is like kind of sketchy. Like he's oh like Clem Haskins yeah, yeah. let's pay yeah. for some tutors I think like tutors. I think that there might not be much in the world more sketchy than college basketball like AAU and well, college basketball well there's only basketball. one thing and it's college football I was gonna say like maybe politics. UEFA oh UEFA <laughs> yeah UEFA is pretty bad <laughs> international soccer there it is All FIFA right. UEFA yeah FIFA FIFA is like for criminals right. um yeah honestly though uh, it's really crooked and I hope the Gophers are gonna start being more crooked because I want a good basketball team. Yeah, but yeah, if we can't I, win, honestly, we don't want to win. I do. No, I want to win. Yeah, I want like win. a bunch of fucking cheaters. I want to win and then have them take down the banner, and I don't care. It will be up in my heart. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to Tanya Harding some. Fox I'll get a replica. <laughs> I'll get a replica from dhgate.com sent to me for twelve bucks I in a month. I still celebrate the 1997 <laughs> Gophers Final Four run, which did happen. Bobby Jackson. Oh, it I, happened in my heart, my I mind. Bobby Jackson, it. Eric Harris, Sam Jacobson. Mm, what, a, what a squad. Those All I know is socks, Courtney James. Forget. We had uh, little mini basketball hoops in our basement, and we would play gophers every day. We'd go in the basement, and we'd be the gophers. Was it the Nerf hoop? Um, no, we had like two of like the little tykes hoops oh, okay. that were like the adjustable yeah, yeah, yeah. raising ones, and we would play like full court down there as the gophers. God, always. ninety-seven. If gophers. podcasts existed, you would have known. You would have become Miles Tarver. Miles Tarver was mm-hmm. a sophomore, I think. Trevor Winter. Ooh, Trevor Winter. Yeah, the big yeah. fella. Yeah, yeah, he was good. He came to my my elementary school. It's a big deal. Yeah, well, you guys are basically time. friends. Yeah, yeah, we were. <laughs> all right, guys, that is all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast. Go back and check out our first one where we talked about all things screen and we did our Nordy nominations. And uh, otherwise, guys, we will be back with you guys here next week on the Nordies podcast.